I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me and my friends here on this week's episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. Uh, same as last week, got Vanessa and Jared in studio here. Hello. Very special episode. I say that every time, but this time I really, really mean this one's a really special episode. Mm-hmm. Of course, Mark and Easter are here. We're going to be joined in studio by two of my very close friends. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, but very first, we have an elite matchmaker. We've had some matchmakers on before, but never a proclaimed elite matchmaker, which is exciting. Uh, she goes by the name Tammy Pickle, and I think she's on the phone right now. Tammy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, thank you so much for calling in. So so for the listeners out there, Tam- Tammy is the VP from Elite Connections. And Tammy, do you mind just telling us a little bit more about you? I, I, I could give the rundown, but I'm sure that you can say it a little bit better than, than we can. Yeah, so we have a matchmaking agency. My mom started almost 25 years ago, and uh, we meet everyone, screen everyone, make sure they are who they say they are, run background searches on all of our clients, and we just try to make the best matches for them. We don't do any kind of blind dating, so our clients are always seeing each other's information, approving to meet each other, and it's real private, and we just send select members uh, to each other. We don't have a database where anyone would see, so privacy or concern, they are coming to us, you know, they're looking for a, a higher caliber professional, somebody serious about finding the right person, settling down, that's the type of person that's coming to us. Well, so so tell us about that, and, and just so you know, you're joined here with me, Jared, and Vanessa. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Uh, Hi, everybody. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, of course, of course. So, so tell us a little bit more about what makes, uh, I guess, the, the eliteness of the matchmaking that you're working with. You know, we, we do work for more of a professional, somebody that wants to find the right person. They want us to do all that screening for them. So they don't want to kind of go the online route, or maybe they did and it didn't work for them, and they just want to meet a better quality individual that we've met and screened, and we know who they are, and they're not being deceitful or lying about what they're looking for or who they are. Um, you know, so many online sites and you can be anyone you want to be you could be married you Mm -hmm. could be lying about what you do or where you live or anything about yourself so that you know the people that are coming to us they do tend to be more serious they are investing in a matchmaker and they really want us to do the vetting and screening for them so there's no like requirement for an an income bracket or something like that that would require them to to meet a certain threshold in order to be working with you I guess that's a question. Not necessarily, um, but, you know, they are investing in a company uh, with us. They are investing uh, a certain amount of money. And, you know, we don't work for free. So, you know, they are investing in us searching and recruiting and finding them appropriate matches. So then, you know, fees, depending on length of time, type of membership, where we're searching, they would start at 9000 and go up from there. So it's not everyone that wants to invest in a company like ours. It's somebody that is making, you know, uh, typically, you know, six figures and up. Um, but we, we, you know, work for all different types of people. Can I ask you what the split of men and women using you as a service is? Is it 50-50? Do you typically see more men kind of needing your service more than the women? Uh, pretty much even split, 50-50. Um, uh, down, you know, we have tens of thousands of clients in our database, and oh, wow. it's pretty split down the middle. Gotcha. Very good. So do you have uh, numbers on your success rate? Like how many people join it, and then how many people end up in a relationship because of this company? Yeah, so we came up with um, eight out of 
10 would wow. find someone that uh, are in a committed relation six, mon- six months or longer. That's wow. really good. 80%. That's better than a bachelor rating. Oh, my God. That's be- way better than a bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tammy, I have a question for you. I actually went online and I checked out the questionnaire, which I loved. It was simple. It was straight to the point. I want to know, what do you what do you feel makes two people compatible? Um, you know, interest, hobbies, um, some things are very important to someone. So if, let's say, religion is very important, or they were wanting to have children is very important, um, or somebody, you know, grew up um, and they're very interested and they golf a lot, or they're interested in certain hobbies or sports, you know, somebody that's uh, really into something, I think it's good for the other person to also be interested in, at least to have something, a few things in common, especially if something is kind of deal breaker like a religious preference you know it's very important with their family and they want somebody the same um somebody really wants to have kids you know uh, those are very deal breaker situations that um are going to be important but i think something to have something in common with someone that um like uh, sporty active they like going out they like being outdoorsy you know versus um kind of homebody you know they don't like going out it, you know it's something has to be a good fit for a good connection. When, when someone new comes to you and they say that they're looking for a connection for a relationship, what are the first three things that they typically say that they're looking for in a significant other, um, guy or girl? Mm, you know, what, what somebody may look like, um, a type that they have in their head, um, age parameter, I usually hear, you know, I want this to this. Um, location is usually big, especially in LA. People don't want to date too far. Traffic is too hard. It's too, it's hard enough to, you know, be able to see the person within, you know, 20 minutes versus hours of getting together. Um, so those are probably big things that I would hear. So when you first meet somebody, do you, when you hear these people's preferences, do you, how like, uh, much do you take that into account? Cause obviously they're going to you for help because they're single. So how much do you take that into account versus, okay, this is what I think is best for you? Right. So, um, you know, they are coming to us and and they need to take our expertise. So if I have somebody in mind that might be a bit out of their age parameter or their location parameter, I will let them know, I think this person is great. I've met them personally. I think that you would be a good fit for this reason and this reason. And you should be open-minded, meet them, see what happens. So they are hiring us. And, you know, I I would want them to take um, somebody that we had in mind for them and we thought was going to be a good match. I would want them to meet them. But we also don't want to force matches on anyone. We want both people to be excited, and that's why we're always going to show pictures and profiles, and we want both people to say yes, and they're interested, and they're attracted, and all of those things. And do you match uh, one person with multiple people, or is it one-on-one? Yeah, just one-on-one. Um, see how it goes with that person, and then we could work on something else after that. But we really do like our clients to focus on that one person versus meeting two, three people at once. You know, who? how can you really invest your time in getting to know that person if it's split between multiple people? And that's a good point, too. I think the big thing with modern dating apps is no one really holds you accountable to date just one person. You kind of have free range to date however many people you want. But if you work with a matchmaker such as yourself, you're only going to be introducing one person to, to another person at a time and not you know multiple people, which I think helps you focus on the relationship mm-hmm. at hand. I agree. Right. I mean, how, how can you get to know someone and invest 100% of your time if you're, if you're seeing what else is out there and you're dating around and you're you know meeting multiple people? Uh, so, I mean, somebody that's pretty serious, I would say, 
would want to just focus on that one person and see what happens. But um, uh, app dating is so tricky because there's always somebody around the corner and you're always talking with someone, getting attention from somebody. So it, it's it's a tricky world out there with all that app uh, dating and online dating. Absolutely. There's a lot of sparkly things out there. Um, <laughs> so do you have any... Um, I just had a quick question about, is there a, a one date minimum? Is there a three date minimum? Like say you match somebody with somebody. Is there like, okay, you have to, you have to hang out with them at least two times before you move on to another person? I mean, we always suggest if somebody is interested in a second date and you're both you know, interested and maybe one was like, I don't know. And then we'll come back and we always get feedback from both people and we can let them know, Oh, she, she really liked you. She'd love to see you again. So it kind of helps them, um, make a decision if they want to go forward with it, because sometimes they may be like, well, she's just being polite. I don't know if she's interested and maybe, you know, uh, the sparks weren't flying, but we would, if, if at least one person's interested, we would let the other know. We think that you should focus on getting to know that person because how well can you get to know someone after an hour dinner date? So if somebody was interested, we say give it another go. But, you know, there are those times where, like, no, I was not attracted. I, we had nothing in common. I don't want to see that person again. And we wouldn't force, we wouldn't force anything. Gotcha. Interesting. I, I have a question for you, Tammy. So what advice do you have for a listener of this podcast that maybe isn't able to afford a professional matchmaker such as yourself that still wants to obviously put themselves out there? Yeah, I would say, you know, do things out of the norm. Um, you know, if you're just kind of focused on work and you do the gym and you, you know, kind of go home, I would just say try to find more things to go to, to meet other people, um, go to charity events, go to functions, go to sporting events, concerts, you know, try to do get-togethers with, with friends and do different things where you're kind of getting out and, and into the community and meeting people different ways. And, you know, also uh, just kind of always going out your very very best i mean so many people they're they're you know going out in yoga clothes with their hair in a bun and and no makeup you know just always look your very very best because you never know when you could run into that person and the guys are pointing at me oh it's not that you look beautiful (laughs) (laughs) no i get it you know i like to be comfortable as well but you feel good when you look good and you've put yourself together and you've done your hair and makeup and especially if you're single and you're out there don't complain about never finding anybody because it could be you know anywhere it could be at the grocery store so just True. you know always try to look your very best and you never know i'll be honest i'm the opposite i always basically look my worst mm. I, I, <laughs> it's exhausting <laughs> i did have a question about the ages um mm-hmm. when it comes to age do you feel like age is just a number and it you know if there's an age gap should women be dating older men should women be now dating younger men what what's your take on that um you know i i I love for people to be open-minded with age because you know somebody has this age in their head i don't want to date let's say a 40 year old woman comes i don't want to date over 50 they have this over 50 is like too old in their head but so many people take such good care of themselves nowadays and they're so fit and active and they, they're healthy and they eat well and they work out and so and, and people age differently. So one fifty year old versus another, you might be attracted to one and not the other. So being open minded is great. Um, but also, uh, you know, it is it is tricky because it's, you know, um, 
you have this number in your head and you know so, so most women give us like an eight to ten year age win- window mm-hmm. their age and older not many women want to date younger than them um, and the people that come to us is the same kind of with men they typically want to date you know their age and eight or so years younger depending and then um you know, not many men want to date that much older, maybe a couple of years, but for the most part, they're not wanting to date, you know, much older than them. But that's kind of what I see. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well, Tammy, do you have, do you have like a website or an Instagram maybe that we can plug real quick for the listeners if they want to reach out to you and, and maybe consult your services? Yeah, Elite Connections. Um, and our website is EliteConnections.com. Um, and if you have any information, you know, give us a call and or check us out on our website. Instagram is also Elite Connections. And the number would be 800-923-4200. There you go. If you're listening to this podcast and you're serious about getting matched up, Ch- check out Tammy. Check it out. Tammy, I just had one more question before you go. Why, yeah. uh, just out of curiosity, when you guys started the business, why did you go after people that are uh, of a higher bracket income? Just, it's it's a very interesting dynamic. It's not necessarily um, that we only work for higher bracket income, but b- because we do charge for our services. And when we started 25 years ago, our fees were much lower. But we have been around a very long time, and we have a very large database and a really large matchmaking team, and we work hard for all our clients. So we do charge, um, you know, a bit for our services, but we are working for somebody for six months or longer. Of course, yeah, it's definitely an investment. It is an investment, but, you know, for somebody that's really serious and committed to finding the right person and and they don't want to sift through a million different profiles online, they don't have the time or they would never go that route. They don't want to put themselves out there like that. It just so happens that somebody that can afford 9000 or up is is typically making, you know, six figures or more. I just didn't know Um, if there was any, like, stat behind maybe there was more singles within that demographic than others. Yeah, no, not necessarily. I mean, we work for teachers. We work for, you know, celebrities and, and billionaires. So, I mean, we, we work for all different types of people, um, but but more so uh, somebody that's really invested and maybe kind of tried the online route and didn't work for them, and they, and they really are serious about finding somebody, and, and they don't want to waste their time. So what would you say to the people that would say that uh, uh, investing this much in finding your soulmate is probably not worth the... Uh, money that they would pay in. Well, uh, wait, I'm sorry, say it again. For example, like if somebody was like, "I just, it's just too much money for me to invest in trying to find a soulmate." You know, uh, it's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to invest in this type of company, and that's perfectly fine. So, you know, maybe if they wanted to try the online route. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's not for everyone, but we're pretty comparable with other companies that have been around as long as we have, and, and we do work very hard for our clients. But, yeah, it's not for everyone. No, I love how personalized it is. I really, that's my favorite part of this entire, is that you meet with them, talk to them, and really kind of learn. And it, even on your website, you say that you become friends with everybody that invested mm-hmm. in this company, which I really enjoy and it definitely is not only an investment but a friendship between um, the company and the individual and that's why the success rate is so high I'm sure it's nice to know everyone and then try to uh, put two people together that we think would be a good fit of course you're not going to know until you sit down and there's a connection and go from there but it is it is nice to it's feel like we have a large network of friends and we just are trying to match our friends together but we're not going to get upset if you don't like our friend we'll just move on (laughs) perfect Um, all right well Tammy Pickle ladies and gentlemen making the world a better place one relationship at a time be sure to check her out 
at uh, www.eliteconnections.com on the websites. And then, Tammy, your email, I think, is Tammy at eliteconnections.com, yeah? That's right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for calling thank in you, and joining Tammy. us and telling us thank a little bit more you. about what you do at Elite Connections. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you so much. Right, have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, nine thousand dollars is a lot. I was, I can't get past that number. (laughs) I literally took off my earphones. Like, what? That's why I had to ask. I was like, listen, this is not meant to be for the everyday person. Like, nobody's gonna. I mean, not a lot of people are gonna invest nine thousand dollars within six months to try to find their soulmate. It seems also very artificial. Yeah, it's very businesslike, which is okay. Like, she's running a business and she's trying to find her soulmate. But having said that, I can't get past the fact that it does feel very businesslike on a very emotional decision. How does it feel businesslike? Because it's like, well, you have to invest and then we're going to sit down and negotiate about what you like and what you don't like. And then when you go, like, we're going to match you up with one person at a time. And if you don't like that person, then we can move on. It's very just like um, strategic. Uh, I don't know. I think it's like maybe if like if you fit into that income bracket, then that's the route that you would take. And there's other different matchmaking websites that you can go on that mm-hmm. are a lot less they're either free or cheaper, mm-hmm. right? I don't think it's more. I don't think I, don't, I didn't see it as a business. I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I think sometimes that's needed because, mm-hmm. like, like she said, when you go mm-hmm. on an, uh, a dating app, like there is a lot of options, right? There's not you're not focused, right? You're just kind of like swiping through, and it's more casual than anything else. Where this is very uh, focused and uh, you know on the task at hand. I think for her demographic that she's working with, matching as well. It probably fits in well because the people that she's working with are going to be those more business-minded, focused type people where they're like, all right, I spend 80 hours a week on my job. I would like to have a very similar strategic approach to my relationship. Right. And if you're investing $9,000, you know that they want to find a serious, committed relationship. So that's something that I, I'm 30 years old now. And like I said, last podcast, yes, I'm, I'm dating someone. Yeah, let's go. All right. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I'm feeling like, good. <laughs> Where are my jelly beans? Oh God, <laughs> I mean, get the woman beans. some jelly beans. Is my God! Right wait, so, oh, good wait Lord. I wanted to say when I turned thirty, I had we, Nick and I had just broken up, and I turned thirty, and I was like, "Oh my God, I want kids, I want a family, I want all that stuff." And then you start thinking and calculating. Okay, it's going to take me X amount of time to find someone, and when I do find someone, it'll take me a year to really get to know them, and then I want to have kids, you know. And then I'm like, "Oh my God, by mm-hmm. the time I want to have a family, it'll I'll probably be like 35, 36. And then I started thinking, well, I've never done any dating apps. Um, the only two apps I have are Instagram and Facebook, which people do end up meeting each other on those apps. But then I started thinking, okay, well, what if I should be open to the idea of going on these dating app, uh, uh, dating websites, matchmaking websites? So if I were in the position where I was single and I wanted to find someone and find a real committed relationship, $9,000, that's a lot of money. But I mean... You'll take it more seriously. Yeah, you'll sure. definitely take it more seriously. Can can I, I, sorry. I was going to say, can I ask you as... I don't think 30 years old is old by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, no. But do you kind of notice yourself being willing to compromise on certain areas of a relationship because you know that you you want to have a family and kids and all that kind of stuff. So you're willing to give way a little bit more on certain things that maybe you didn't before? Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that I know I'm not ever willing to give up motherhood is of course, one of them. Of course, of course. Um, so I, I, I think um, because I'm the type of person that doesn't know how to date multiple people at the same time, I just like, if I like you, that means I want, I can see a potential future with you and I want to date you seriously. So I'm not like, oh, let's start off as friends and friends could end up becoming, like that's like the line that guys use nowadays. Let's start off as friends and then maybe we could, you know, like 
it can develop into something deeper. Like, no, mm-hmm. don't friend zone me first. Like, guys either, are the worst. Yeah, yeah guys suck. The worst. So, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not agreeing to that. I'm saying I'm agreeing to compromising on certain things. But I think the older you get, the more you know yourself and the more you know what you're um, okay to walk away from. And what you need to prioritize. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree. Well, Vanessa, you just talked about motherhood. So no. what else? Uh, what better way to talk about Sherry's berries than to talk about your mom and what you love most about her? Sherry's berries is awesome. You can ju- show that you put thought into her gift. Mom will love it. I swear. Mother's Day is right around the corner as well, and I'm always looking for gifts for Mom's Day. What are you going to get your mom this year, Jared? I mean, Sherry's berries, of course. Obviously. What is your go-to gift usually? I usually get, uh, I'm very busy, I get flowers, you know, flowers and some sort of, uh, that's what I go for. Because you're not near her, right? Is she far away? No, so my mom's in Rhode Island, so uh, I usually get, uh, this is the first time I'll be away from home for Mother's Day, though, so I'll get, I usually get her flowers and a nice little card and I'll write something, a nice little note of how appreciative I am of her, because that's the other thing, you always want to remind your mom of how grateful you are for putting up with all the crap that she put up with when I was a kid. I still feel guilt over that. (laughs) Um, But Cherry's Berries is a great, great, great Mother's Day gift. Right now, our listeners can send Cherry's Berries starting at Nineteen ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Or check this out. You can also double the berries for just $10 more. Your berries will arrive in Sherry's Berries Signature Gift Box with a beautiful ribbon. No gift wrap required. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I'm just going to order myself a Sherry's Berries. As you well should. I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) May 14th is the day, Mother's Day. May 13th 13th, is Day. I'm just going to order myself a big double bouquet and have some of these Sherry's Berries. And just remember, uh, Sherry's Berries has more than just berries. They've added amazing new treats. uh, They're created with mom in mind, like a Mother's Day cake pops or strawberry cheesecake bikes. There's only one way to get this amazing deal for mom. Freshly uh, dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. Remember, you can also double the berries for $10 more. Mother's Day is May 13th. 13th, Dean, come on now. So visit berries.com today. Berries.com. Nice poll on that website. That's a, that's a good domain oh, wow. to own. That, that is nice. B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Then click on the mic in the upper right corner and enter our promo code dating. That's D-A-T-I-N-G. If you don't remember, because we all suck at dating, obviously. <laughs> that's the promo code dating. That's berries.com. Promo code dating. Check it out. Check it out. What an incredible ad spot by Jared Highball. Jared, that's awesome. Yeah, Jared, that was oh, really good. Oh. I couldn't Keep wow. <laughs> All right. <That> over. <laughs> Winner by technical knockout, Jared Highbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Right, that's it for me, guys. I'm out of here. Um, all right. So I want to move on to this next segment real quick. Oh. Uh, two of my very close friends are getting married on Saturday. And instead of having their wedding, as typically we, we see, where you go up on the altar, you share your vows and, and, and commit to each other for the rest of your lives, which is a beautiful ceremony and all that. What they're doing is they're taking the most important day of their lives and making it about other people. It's I called love the, it. the greatest wedding ever donated, and what they're going to be doing is trying to raise half a million dollars for five separate charities. Um, that makes me so happy. Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible, incredible. So they're going to come in studio right now. Okay, so here we are, joined in studio by Caleb and the soon-to-be Tiffany Remington. Yay! Wow. That's the wow, first that time sounds... I heard that. How's it? It sounds good. That, it doesn't. It really right? does. Yeah, I know. Um, so tell the listeners, I gave them a very brief rundown on kind of what you guys are doing on Saturday for your wedding, but tell us a little bit more about um, maybe your story, how you met. You guys have been doing a press circuit, so I'm sure you're familiar with just kind of the, the rundown of how, to, yeah. how it all goes. So, away, yeah, yeah. We have the hour version, we have the 30 second version, and we have the. We'll take the 10 minute version. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Tiffany and I uh, met three years ago uh, through a mutual friend, Sophie. 
Well, uh, wait. I want to hear more of that story because I actually okay. read up on it. I read oh, up wait, on it too. I did. And I'm like, wait, where oh did my God, you read that's up? the cutest thing. Oh, yeah, I guess right. there are. Well, Tiff, take it away. She's... Okay. All right. Well, so a mutual friend I went to college with her, her name is Sophie, and she went to high school with Caleb. And she um, had moved out to California and then posted a picture on Instagram. And then I was just flipping through Funny thing is, because you were talking. Yeah, you were, I was just saying, just people say, meet off of Instagram and, then and Facebook d- now. Did you see me dancing in the back? I'm like, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was flipping through the people that liked the picture, and he was the only guy. And at that point, I'd been dating in LA for about a year and a half, and I'm like, mm, you know. And then she told me a little bit about him. She's like, oh, he's from where we grew up. And I was like, all right, well, you need to introduce me to him. And she never did. And then I decided to just follow him on Instagram. And then he followed me back. Oh, that follow can get you far. <laughs> I know. This goes back to our conversation with Erica, which we can dive in on a little bit later. But continue. Sorry. No, you're good. So, yeah, we liked each other's pictures for the next six months <laughs> and didn't say a word to one another. And then on my birthday, on my 24th birthday, he commented amazing on a with a well, well, let's talk point. about yeah, why he said yeah, that. Why, why it's amazing. So <laughs> Tiffany has this uh, tradition on her birthday. Um, she adds a zero to her age and then makes that many lunches for the homeless people in her community. Oh, so you guys are amazing. I was like, yeah, that was like, what kind of selfless person is not going to Vegas with her friends and getting drunk and partying, but instead spending her own money and taking her own time to basically serve those in her community? I said, amazing. and Wifey material. Yeah, for sure. Well, I totally <laughs> noticed that. So then I took my girlfriend Sophie's phone and texted him as her. And I said, hey, want to go to a Dodgers <laughs> game? <laughs> and he said, yes. And then he canceled the no. day before. Yeah, the day before I canceled, I had a work function come up. And then I was like, but next weekend, I'm going out to Lake Havasu with a couple friends. We're going to fly out there if you and any of your friends want to come, a.k.a. Tiffany, we can, um, you guys are welcome. So we met out in Lake Havasu and you can tell your, the the rain. The rain. Oh, we met and we (laughs) hugged and then there was a rain cloud above us. Literally when we hugged, it started raining and there was no... There was and not a cloud luck. in the sky. It is good luck. That it, is good luck. It's straight Ooh. out of the notebook. Uh, that's what I <laughs> said. And I go, <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is my husband. I, I just, the notebook really laid it out for us. Mm. So, yeah, the rest was pretty much history on that. Yeah, so we dated for a year and a half, and we got engaged out in Kauai. Um, she was working like crazy hours. She was traveling all over the country. Uh, helping this nonprofit, the Maliola Foundation. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I knew I wanted to propose and I didn't know when or where. Um, And then my friend reached out and said, hey, you should come out to Kauai. And I was like, oh, this would be perfect time. Tiffany needs to get away and like escape for a week. And he's like, and by the way, if you're going to do it, this is the most amazing place on earth to to propose. And I was like, the fact that you just said that means everything to me. So I bought a ring a week later. It showed up at her doorstep. Uh, We went out to Kauai. And we went on this beautiful hike and we got engaged. And on the hike back is when we kind of started talking about what love meant to us. um, What did we want our wedding day to look like? And it kept coming back down to community because um, Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when I was Mm -hmm. one. And so every opportunity I've had, I basically raised money and awareness for this disease. And Mm -hmm. 
Tiffany has been through a slew of mental health issues and depression, sexual abuse, and has PTSD from her childhood trauma. So she really leaned on her community in high school to get out of that. And so it just made perfect sense that, you know, on our big special day, we should give back to those who have given us so much and, and why we're here today and why we're still standing. You guys are amazing. I'm like tearing up just listening to this story. Yeah, I have sweet. goosebumps all over. Oh. I mean, and for those of you listening, you guys are just beautiful people oh, and you have oh, just beautiful you. souls. So it's it's amazing to have done something like this. And Tiffany, you're not even feeling well. You're, you've been sick like all week because you've been planning this and this gala event that's coming up on Saturday for your birthday uh, for your sorry not your, for your wedding <laughs> for your, <laughs> your birthday is coming up <laughs> soon no yeah it's been it's been wild it's been a year and a half of planning and I think just this past weekend we had our rehearsal for like all the musical components mm-hmm. and that was the first time that we actually saw tangible um tangible planning coming to life so it kind of put everything to perspective for us and we also were just surrounded by 30 plus people who jumped on board and got behind the mission and really believed in not only us, but what we're trying to do. And um, yeah, it was really life changing for the both of us. And this is everything that we had dreamt of when we were first talking about this. And again, to kind of see it come to full fruition is, is pretty wild, but. So can you walk us through what the day is going to look like? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's going to be an amazing day. Um, it's going to be immersive experience that is hopefully life-changing for everyone. Um, we're going to have a reception from 3 to 5, uh, open bar. We're going to have activation events, so... Um, you can talk about those a little. Yeah, so we're having like little community activities that help kind of stir um, purposeful and intentful. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going to go with it. We're going to make it a word. Yeah, we're going to make that a word. Um, conversations and like Caleb said, cocktails and some hors d'oeuvres to kind of get everyone acquainted with one another because not only are our friends and family coming, but we have strangers and just community members that are coming and joining us too. So we're really excited for that. And then at 5 p.m. we kick off with the actual ceremony and Caleb and I actually get married and I'm ordaining the wedding Uh, (laughs) (laughs) big news Dean is like and so wait for real uh yeah I'm I'm officiating the wedding no Oh, this, stop! This, I, so I, should, I was like, should I just let, I should have just <laughs> just let go it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait, Dean will be there. But Dean will be there. Yeah, and hopefully you guys too, if you oh, guys aren't yeah. doing anything. So I was with, I told you, I was with Brandy this weekend, and Brandy Cyrus yeah. is going to be DJing your yes, wedding yes. at the gala event, right? At the benefit the concert. The benefit concert. Mm-hmm. So she was like, you guys got to come out. I was like, oh my God, like this is such an amazing cause. I'll be part of your wedding. Yes. <laughs> celebrating with uh, you guys. 100%. And, and, and the well, money, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, let's talk about the organizations that you decided to partner with so so yes. you the goal is to raise half a million dollars for five separate nonprofit organizations yep definitely yeah so at, following our wedding ceremony we go straight into the gala where we talk about all five nonprofits that we're raising money for um, for me mental health education and low-income families is mm-hmm. the cause areas that I was personally touched by Caleb kind of a touched on it a little bit earlier about my history and my past. Um, For education, we have Think Together. They're one of the largest after-school programs in um, California, and they do absolutely amazing work. Um, A lot of immersive programs that really give the the kids tools and resources to succeed. Um, Then we have the Wayfarer Foundation, which also is our fiscal sponsor, which allows us to operate as a 501c3. Um, 
is serving the homeless population in Los Angeles County. So they have an amazing event called the Skid Row Carnival of Love, um, which is all about, you know, a big celebration for those who are experiencing homelessness and um, also providing resources that they may need, whether if it's health, education, finance, um, and so forth. And then the last one is to write love on her arms. And I don't know if you guys um, know this organization, but they started back in 2006 and I learned about them um, through MySpace. What? what? <laughs> Circa like nineteen. For our listeners, MySpace Whoa. used to be an online uh, <laughs> Facebook thing. <laughs> yeah, so they um, they started this huge campaign uh, to write love on her arms to help raise awareness for um, suicide and also to uh, raise awareness for suicide prevention. So they're going to be there as well, and we're really excited. And I'll pass it over to Caleb to talk about the other two. Yeah, so as I mentioned, I was diagnosed with CF. So my family, after they heard I was diagnosed, um, I got the life expectancy of 19 years old. And, and you're how old now? 27. Woo! That deserves a So yeah, my family really leaned on the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation for you know, education, resources, and uh, hope. And so the we are going to give a portion to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. In particular, one of their programs that targets um, targeted drug therapies, which is very promising for me. <clears throat> so they have the ability now to basically go into the specific cells that are affecting my lungs and correct them using crazy, crazy science. And mm-hmm. so I was on a clinical trial um, for one of the drugs that the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation invested in. Um, it didn't work out, but you know, in the next two to four years, it's looking very promising that I could potentially have a, a therapy that could eradicate a lot of these symptoms and wow. slow down the progression of my disease. So we're really excited and, and stoked to give back to them, as well as uh, Global Genes, which is a rare disease foundation. Uh, there's over 7,000 different rare diseases. And you can imagine, you know, it doesn't get the publicity, the hype that um, breast cancer gets mm-hmm. or any of these others. So they need all the support they can get. And they have such an amazing foundation and they make such a huge splash in that community. And they're really driving to to give these patients resources and find cures. So yeah, the five wow. organizations. Five incredible organizations. Yeah. And I think it's definitely uh, worth noting that uh, Caleb said it when he was born or when he was diagnosed at one years old. Mm-hmm. He's basically doubled his life expectancy since then. Uh-huh. Yeah. And obviously you said two to four years from now, there could be even more groundbreaking um, discoveries and, and yeah. medical advancements that will allow you obviously to, to live longer than that. I mean, I can't even, I don't think any of us can really imagine what it must be like to no. go through no. life with that type of disease. But um, I think it's, it's obviously incredible what you guys are doing and- uh, I think that we all could t- kind of take a page out of your books. And um, Tiffany is actually, when I first moved to Los Angeles, she was one of the people that I think I first sat down and had like a real in-depth conversation with. And we actually went to Honduras. We went to Honduras like two months yeah. ago with Ben and mm-hmm. uh, Riley and the Humanity Hope Foundation. And um, you can really just see that she's a, a very bright light in this world. Aww. And she's continuing to do those great things with this cry. organization. Um and obviously, Caleb is an incredible man as well. Every time I play golf with him, he kicks my ass. But <laughs> that's what that's what blows my mind. You have this like degenerative, <laughs> degenerative disease of cystic fibrosis, mm-hmm. and yet you still kick everyone's ass at every sport that you compete in them with. <laughs> it's like how do how do you have sixty five percent lung function 
and you're still getting birdies on every single hole. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's it's incredible what you guys are doing, and thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story. Yeah, um, thanks for having us. It's pretty incredible, even from an outsider like myself. Like you guys came in, and I'm almost speechless to a certain extent because of how incredible that you are on your individual. But as a couple, how powerful yeah. this really is yeah. to see you two come together and to think that it all started from Instagram almost <laughs> makes it even that a little bit better for the simple fact that so many like you guys are just such a good, great, wonderful couple. And it all started from there, from liking each other's pictures, which is the most relatable thing I think anybody can ever have. And I love the fact that after you guys met on Instagram and then got engaged, obviously, and then you guys were talking about what love meant to you. Mm-hmm. And that's what you wanted your wedding mm-hmm. day to be like. And that's something that I've always thought about to me with my partner, whoever, hopefully that happens one day I get married, is what what does love mean to us? Yeah. And that's what I want to exhibit in our wedding. And I think it's so wonderful that you guys are doing it's that. Um, and I really hope that everybody, because I'm experiencing it in person right now, I feel like yeah. everybody needs to experience what you guys present in person. And so... Um, yeah, how do they get tickets to this wedding? How can they go? How can they celebrate love with you guys on Saturday? Yeah, so if you guys are still interested in coming to the gala and the benefit um, portion, there are still tickets. Um, they're $200 on the gwed.com. That's um, also the benefit concert, which is um, right after the gala, it's $35 and people can come crash the wedding and... Uh, Vince Vaughn, if you're listening, please oh my come God. crash I know, the wedding. I, know. I will be seeing awesome. I know. Vince Vaughn is like one of my, like, I love wedding crashers. So, oh, yeah. A, I'm going to be crashing this wedding. And I come from a very big Italian family. So, we I always give it. money at weddings. So, I'm coming with cash. Yeah. So, people can come with cash, right? Yes, yes, definitely. There's going to be silent auction raffles um, and different opportunities to uh, raise money and, and funds there. Oh, I and love one more this. way you could give back. We're really excited about our oh, opening yeah. number. We have an original track that was produced by Matt Thalen, Jacob Maeda, and Sam Kasaka. And it's called. Nothing can tear us apart. It's available on iTunes. You can download it now for $1.29. Oh, and a portion of those proceeds go to help the GWED nonprofit. So, and this is an original track made for you guys. Made for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. You got to hear your first da- your song for your first dance. You guys Don't will just have to see. Oh, we won't ask you. We're all we won't give it away. It. But there is literally so much live music and a band, like an incredible band that has been on tours with some of the most renowned artists. Um, and we have... Q&A with a lot of um, Mm -hmm. the organizations and other... Dean himself. Can I write some of the questions? <laughs> yes, actually, I could totally need help. You're hired. You're a new yes. bridesmaid. There we go. <laughs> I actually don't have a maid of honor, Vanessa. Oh, there you go. If you get Vince Vaughn on this, I you will, will be tweeting uh, at him. Yeah, that's um, Whoever non-stop. can raise the most money is the best man oh. in the wedding. And he's, so. he's, not, oh. he's not joking about that because I brought it up multiple times. And he's like, well, my friend is actually uh, out uh, donating you right now. So you got to raise a couple more to dollars oh well i have a question um do people get uh what's it called when you get donate money and you get a tax receipt yes they do so with our fiscal sponsor the wayfair foundation um again we're able to operate as a 501c3 so you get a tax receipt okay tax Um, receipt that's the word i'm Mm -hmm. looking for yeah it's a charitable donation so yay Yay. well i have one last question do you i've had like conversations with this with like boyfriends of mine and uh, the conversation of destiny and fate. Do you believe mm. that it was f- destiny brought you two together? And do you believe in fate? A hundred percent. Ooh. Ooh. 
Yeah, absolutely. I fell upon that. <laughs> we grew up 15 minutes apart from each other. Um, we probably crossed paths a dozen times because wow. our high schools played against each other. We went to the same church. We we she knew my stepmom before she became my stepmom. And this is all in Chicago. All in Chicago, mm-hmm. and then we came out here and and met. And it wasn't for me, at least, love at first sight. But because I had so, Tiffany knew what she wanted. I'm no shame about that, though. I knew what I wanted, so I'm like, like that rain came rolling down, and I was like, I needed to go through my own process, but and I still am. Um, But no, I I totally believe in destiny and. Yeah, I think it's like where your intention is. So if you, because whatever you put out there, that's what Mm -hmm. you attract, and so call that destiny, call that fate, call that whatever. I think if love is what you're looking for and and the raw unconditional um love it's going to come back around and i think one of the things that we often talk about a lot and we're going to talk a lot about um the night of is being vulnerable and being open that's one thing that really meshed us together was being able to talk about the really hard Mm -hmm. difficult things that most people kind of just suppressed and don't want to talk about but it's hard and you have to be there for one another and you have to be patient and you have to be, um, you got to be committed to it. And so, and know that the other perfection doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And you guys have been doing a lot of press regarding this, the, the GWED, as you guys are calling it. Does mm-hmm. it. Do you find that that helps you open up even more about things or has it been a challenge to kind of get oh, yeah. traction with all that? Yeah. Yeah, no, that has been a crazy experience in itself because we had uh, made a little five minute segment video to kind of kick off this whole idea project. And that was the first time we really like because we was on camera, like I broke down probably a dozen times and and just let all this like things that I've suppressed in the past, like come up. And so, yeah, this has been such a growing experience for both of us, for our relationship and like we're so glad we were gonna either go big, I mean, go go to the courthouse, or you know, do this the greatest wedding ever donated. And we're so thankful because we get to meet amazing people like yeah. you. And be part you guys of- are the amazing ones. Seriously, oh, no. yeah. it is. I mean, and just to kind of piggyback off that, it 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 takes it takes the power away from a lot of the things that we've experienced personally. Um, talk therapy is like a mm-hmm. huge thing, and but I think when you're able to kind of say whatever happened, like my sexual abuse, like mm-hmm. but the first time that I said it and told Caleb, I was bawling for eight hours, couldn't even say it, could not, would not, don't even want to go there. And the more that I talked about it and the more, the more comfortable that I got with it. And then I was less in like a victimization kind of state and more of like, okay, I'm past it and I want to be empowered by this rather than held back by it. Um, and, and same thing goes for Caleb, I think. Uh, yeah. He's lived his life like this the whole day, so I'm learning it. He's he's the optimist uh, out of the relationship, and he's because like yeah, when you're given a life expectancy at age one, you're like, well, I have one way to live, and that's the only way that I go. So I think it's incredible. I love you both. You guys are both yeah. inspirations to guys. everyone. Yes. Um, for the listeners out there, if you want to make a charitable donation to something uh, greater than yourself, something for love for Caleb and Tiffany, but but more importantly for them, the donations that or, I'm sorry, the, the charitable organizations that they're mm-hmm. working with. Uh, go to www.thegwed.com. It's T-H-E-G-W-E-D. 
And when you guys made your first Instagram, I was always calling it the Gwed. I was like, oh, <laughs> people call it the Gwed, the Gwed. The gwed. Oh, the gwed. Like, yeah, we didn't even know what to call it. We're just like, I think go to the website. The gwed. Oh, the Gwed. Yeah, we have a Gwed quarters. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Um, so check it out: www.thegwed.com. No donation is too small. Um, yeah, even yeah. if you can only give a little bit, anything counts. Uh, if you're in Los Angeles, please come to the the ceremony on Saturday, yes, the charity uh, concert afterwards. I'll as well. start the conga line. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Dubbed. Got it. <laughs> Vanessa's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Ben and Brandy will be there. Yep. Um, Tiffany and Caleb, of course, are going to be there. Maybe we can convince Jared to come as well. Jared. I would love to, but I'm away on Saturday. Right. I'm yeah. flying home. Cancel those plans. I know. I'm honestly debating it. <laughs> but if you're not in the area, like Dean said, you can always go on the website to, yes. uh, to donate. Download the song. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've already Nothing can tear us apart. Oh, yes. That's so cute. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You guys are amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love them. Uh, we got a lot of response to Sean. Sean emailed us last week saying, I have no confidence for asking out women. Remember, Sean? Yes. Yep. Well, we got a lot of response. Here's Bella. She's 21, and she says, I would absolutely rather guys come up to me than hit on me from behind a phone screen. Sean, if you're listening, this is big news for you. Mm-hmm. I grew up with online dating, and still it would sweep me off my feet if a guy came up to me in person, gave me a compliment, and asked me out. Bar, grocery store, class, whatever. Most of us girls are open to it. We won't be creeped out if you don't do it in a creepy way. Now, here's my question. I have met guys who are totally awesome online, funny and outgoing. We click so well, but they're totally quiet, boring, lifeless, and weird in person. Why is this? Dean, Easton, Mark, Erica, Jared. Vanessa. 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 Clue a girl in. Why do guys have a totally different personality in person than they do over text? Do girls do this too? I need more of an answer than they're nervous. I'm nervous too, but I am my best self on a date. What do you guys think about this? Is well, this both genders? Is this this generation because it's all online dating? I think there's like a it's a combination of things one I think interpersonal relationships like the first two first two yeah I would say the first time you meet someone in person it's kind of like the audition process you're like I'm going to be like polite and I'm going to do all these things that I think this other person wants me to do or say and you're not totally being yourself so you're kind of like filtering like the person that you are so I would say like give it like two or three dates until you really get to see who that person is and if they if that personality that you liked on the screen you know behind you know on whatever app you guys met if it does end up coming up later yeah we talked about this the three-day yeah. rule like usually mm-hmm. you go on three dates before you can really judge if this person's going to be something uh, substantial or not having said that man it is tough we talked about this last week putting your mindset into a younger generation because this generation yeah. has just grown up with the fact that we talk to people over phones not in mm-hmm. person and so it's kind of awkward when you first meet somebody, especially as a 20, 21-year-old. There's a couple of things working, though. I feel like a lot of communication can get lost via text. Like you, even like some of your closest friends you text with on a daily basis, they're a different version of themselves when they're texting just because people look at texting differently than they do like verbal communication. I will say that I think I'm funnier over text, mostly because I can take a little bit longer to mm. respond, respond yeah. and like come up with <laughs> and something. curate that answer. Google answers, exactly. I'm 100% <laughs> funnier, especially in those first moments of a relationship where you're like, trying to be funny and like outgoing mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I, I like to think that even when I'm in the first date mode and I get to meet that person face to face for the first time, I'm still kind of that way, but definitely not as funny. Right. So maybe that's just this same situation. Do you ever like write out an answer in a queue and then leave it there for a couple minutes and then come back to it and you're like, 
mm, it either sounds better or you think of something worse or better to say. No, but maybe I should start. Yeah, you <laughs> write it out. That's what I do sometimes. Oh, you draft. do? It's so you pathetic. draft stuff? No, no, no. It depends on who, what I'm texting or who I'm texting. If it's like, or emailing, obviously, making sure if it is like some sort of business or professional thing. Like, I'll write it out first, reread it, kind of take separate myself from it for five minutes, and then come back and reread it again. And I'm like, that. oh, okay, this sounds better. Too oh, much work. I read, it, no. I read it out loud. Not, yeah. I'm not saying if you're texting a, a, a girl, you should be doing this, but sometimes it helps if you read it out loud, take a minute to think about it, and you're like, nope, it sounds better if I shorten it or do this or do that. I'm the opposite. I'll write something out. I'll look at it. I'll be like, this is so stupid. Send. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I saying this or writing this? That's amazing. Usually those are the best course of action, though. It's just, I think I don't have the patience to come back to something later on. I'm not saying this involved. I, I sorry, I took it off the rails because I was thinking more of like emails and business things, mm-hmm. but right, this but is this- like more... I you mean, know, hey, in flirty. Jamie's case, it sounds like it's a business thing. I don't know. But it That's is with true. Bella, her complaint. It is a lack of confidence I think a lot of people have because they're so much more confident behind a keyboard, yeah. behind their phone, and then Who face isn't? to face, it's, it can be intimidating, if, especially if you're, most of your conversation is happening in right. comment so sections. So then, wait, yeah. Bella, why don't you do this then? Why don't you, for, why don't you try FaceTiming them mm. before you meet them in person so you kind of like break the ice? That's a good idea. I don't hate it. I, I think I in this case, it. definitely give them a second chance, but I like the FaceTime idea. I think that's really good. Um, there was one time back ages ago when I was doing the online dating thing, like maybe like three or four years ago, and I was going to meet up with this girl, and I was like, I just want to make sure that this is going to be something that's like worth both our while. So I did the FaceTime thing. It ended up actually being... Um, we went on a few dates. We're still friends to this day. It didn't really turn into anything too serious, but it definitely was a lot better going into the date knowing that we had already had a face-to-face conversation. Less intimidating. Yeah. Break the ice yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another response to Sean Carolyn says, first of all, she says, love the podcast. So happy Jared's become a co-host. Aww. What a great addition to the team. Carolyn, thank you. Carolyn, excuse me. Carolyn, yes. Regarding Sean's email, there was a conversation about 19-year-olds asking people out in person. I'm a 19-year-old girl, and I absolutely prefer to be asked out in person, and it has happened to me maybe twice. I 100% agree it shows total confidence. And no matter what you look like, I will give five minutes of my time to have Thank a conversation you. because you are pursuing a conversation with me. Now, said, yeah. yep. for Jared and Dean, being 29 and 27, would you ever date someone who was 19, 20? If you asked someone out thinking they were older and then found out they were that age, would that be a complete turnoff for you? This is from experience. She said she went out on a date with a 27-year-old who thought she was older. When she said she was 19, something switched. It kind of ended mm. at that point. Thanks for the time. Hopefully next week, I'll suck a little bit less. <laughs> Carolyn in oh, Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver, Thanks, my yeah. little knock. I'm going to say, hmm. I might catch some flack for this, that that is too young. I know <sighs> that, that it's just it's just too young. I'll let you guys answer this one and then I'll chime in. I try to always think of age as just a number and that it's more than just, you know, a number that you can put on somebody. Having said that, it is hard for, you know, somebody who is, like you said, 27 to overlook the fact that they're dating a 19 year old. But to Carolyn's point, you're clicking. You meet this person, you're clicking. Age doesn't come up. You're having a great conversation. There's a mutual attraction there. Oh, by the way, I'm 19. Are you out the door? No, I don't think you should be out the door. But it's, I think it asks more questions early on in the relationship um, that may not be there if you were dating a 25-year-old. Having said that, like, you know, like think about college. You know, you're 27-year-old. You know, if you're 27 and you have your, you know, you have your job and you're, say you bought a house and you're kind of ready to settle down and then you're dating a 19-year-old and she's like, well, you know, I'm going into my junior year of college, you know, and I don't graduate for two more years and then I'm thinking about going to my master's and like he's doing the, you know, mm-hmm. age in his head. He's like, mm-hmm. well, that's four years from now, so I'm 31 then. And so, yeah. Uh, do you I, guys really think like that no, at 27? No. I don't think so. I don't think as much, <laughs> but I'm just saying like. <laughs> that's news to me. I think that there are a couple, I mean, a couple of things come to mind that benefit Carolyn's case right now. One is that she's in Vancouver 
And one of the deter- one of the turnoffs for me for dating someone under 21 in America is that we can't go to bar settings with my friends or her friends, etc. Because oh, but wait, how old is she? She's oh, 19. So she right. Can if you're doing long distance, because in in Canada, well, in Montreal it's 18, and then. I think the rest of Canada might be 19 years but old. But I'm just saying, I'm sure that the 27-year-old that she met is also in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And so that's not that's a non-issue for them there that right. it would be in America. Right, right, right. Uh, number two working in her favor is that we have a success story in this studio right now <laughs> about a t- mid to late 20s man dating a 18 to 19-year-old woman that is now married to 15 years with two kids. Yeah. I was, well, that- I was 26 and she was 18. Oh yeah, so what's your advice on this? My advice is if you're clicking, this could be the one. I mean, you never know. And look, I feel like, so my last relationship, uh, he was nine years older than I was. So I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like I was always the girl that wanted to have kids and wanted to be married. And I thought I needed to date an older guy because then I thought, you know, he's established. He's at the age where he's going to want kids. He wasn't at that point yet. So I do think that if you're both... If your um, if your life is if you have the same intentions and the same goals, then who really cares about age? You know, I agree. it's so hard though because we always tell people like you shouldn't really settle down to your late twenties because you really need to find out more about yourself. So it's like it's almost like a double standard to a certain extent yeah. where you're talking out both sides of your mouth. I'm not saying you guys, but I'm just saying society in general. Where it's like one side, it's like well, age is just a number; it's just nineteen or twenty. And then the next person will say, well, you need to really figure yourself out before you can settle down and find out the person because if you marry too young, then you're always curious about. Well, other we're people. not talking about marriage right now. We're <laughs> just talking, talking about a mile a minute right now. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's just also it's just it's a very gray area. So of course, I don't think it's, you don't should know. just throw somebody out if they're. 19 years if, old if you def- like them you like them you it's know definitely assessed on a case-by-case basis i don't I think totally there's one agree. overarching rule look at mark's case he's you know happily married 15 years they met when they were eight years apart and she was 18 so i'm gonna tackle this next email you guys you ready for this perfect Let's we're ready who is it this one's from janelle hi janelle hi dean mark easton jared and vanessa i'm so sick of sending messages on dating apps and not getting a response i've tried the simple hi finding someone in the profile to comment on and even Erica's sup seal, and I still only get one reply for every 20 messages I send. I've told you, Janelle, do not use the sup seal. I've even slid into a few DMs, including Jared's, actually, funny enough. <laughs> what could I be doing oh, wrong? Janelle. What other ideas would you recommend? I'm almost 30, and I'm so sick of seeing these dead ends. Is it time oh. to get on eHarmony? Help, oh, girl. I can't even get the date to suck at dating. <laughs> I love this girl. Oh, man. Um... Hey, I like I said earlier, when I just turned 30 and I was single and I really wanted to find a committed relationship, I was opening up my, you know, the idea to joining. At, yeah, like, like a dating app, whatever. Harmony, yeah. exactly. But I mean, like some. Will you some just sort come of, like, right magic. out of it with? Yeah, well, that's how you met this guy that you're dating. We're not talking about that. We are talking to Janelle, Janelle right now. Janelle needs this Janelle. advice to better her chances to find someone important in her life. You're really only hurting Janelle you're right now. I hope you know this. Janelle. <laughs> Janelle, just slide into my DMs and we'll talk. <laughs> and then screenshot them and post them. Um, <laughs> Oh, what were you going to say, Vanessa? Um, where was I going with this? What can I be doing well, wrong? For, I don't think you're, you're speaking, doing... Janelle, you should absolutely join eHarmony or put yourself out there. And I don't think you're doing anything wrong with sliding into DMs. I'm sorry if I did not answer yours. I'm sure... But, uh, but yeah, go for it. Go on eHarmony. Absolutely. Go on Match. Go on Tinder. Go on whatever you want. Like, put yourself out there. I don't... I, I guess you can't say that you've sucked, you suck at dating unless you kind of put yourself out in different avenues to go on dates, which would be online dating now. Tammy made the the advice earlier. Maybe she was a little biased because she's a matchmaker and she doesn't want to condone the use of those apps. But she was saying just like go to charity events, yeah, go put on yourself hikes, out there. go to things that you would where you met. If you met someone at one of those things, then you would know that he's a stand up guy because he is putting himself in those environments to 
give back to organizations or you know put something mm-hmm. else before himself. And I think there's something to be said about focusing on yourself, doing things for yourself, because it, I, I, I also believe what you put out there is what you get back. Right. So if you go out to an event and you go out with your friends and you just go out to have fun, uh, you people will be naturally them. gravitate mm-hmm. towards you and you never know who might come say hi. I completely agree with you. This is going to be a really weird analogy, but you know when you go shopping and you're looking for like a specific dress with polka dots and you're like, I can't find it, I can't find it because you're just focusing on that one thing and then randomly one day when you go shopping, you end up finding that exact dress that you always wanted. I think if you're focusing on yourself and you know do things to further your career and to further yourself as as a woman, it'll end up happening naturally. So I do believe in that. Don't force it. I wanted to get to Taylor real quickly. She's a senior in high school. She thinks she might be a little young to suck at dating, but she says she's had plenty of boy problems. Wait, hold on. What's senior? Because I'm a, I'm from Canada. So what is senior? Oh, senior is twelfth, uh, grade twelve, eighteen years oh, old. That's secondary. I'm sorry. What, what is different in Canada? Eighteen. Okay. 17, so in 18. Canada, well, in Quebec, we have uh, one to, grade one to six, and then we have. Uh, high school, so that's secondary one to secondary five, and then we have two years of pre-university, which is SAGEP, and then we have university for wow. four years. Did anybody get the gist of that? <laughs> nope. What? <laughs> Basically, she's like 17, maybe 18. Okay. Uh, she's a senior in high school, and she uh, took horticulture because she needed more science credits this semester, and she loves the class, and along the way, she developed a crush on a boy named Connor. He's funny and charming, but pretty quiet and shy, and sometimes a little too sarcastic, which to me is every every high school boy I've ever met, including myself at that age. When I first met him, I told my friends I liked him. Now, a couple months later, I think he's making comments. He likes me. They aren't super clear, but it's like he's testing the waters. See if I like him back. So my question is, do I make a move and flat out ask him what he's been trying to hint at? Side note, he's leaving for boot camp later this summer, so I don't really know what our future would be, but I just don't know whether or not to take matters into my own hands and take action. Love you all. Keep doing what you're doing. Taylor in Seattle, not far from Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, girl, I say ask what have you got to lose yeah nothing to lose and plus don't worry about the boot camp during the summer if things are going to work out they'll work out like if what's the worst that can happen you end up falling in love with this guy and then obviously you're gonna have to deal with some sort of long distance relationship but is that really the worst thing possible that you find love you know i'm not opposed to long distance i actually enjoy it well boot camp's obviously very different (laughs) i'm gonna take i'm gonna play a devil's advocate and say don't sweat it don't even go for it why because they're both seniors in college he's going to boot high school i'm sorry so they're both seniors in high school they're probably gonna end up going different colleges that's gonna take away from both of their college experience he goes to boot camp sounds like he might be in the military right but this is what jared and then all of a sudden see this is what Mm-mm. we do we talk about both sides of our mouth we're like she's what say, assume she's 18 she's one year younger than the 19 year old that emailed us and you right. told them to like don't worry about age don't worry about long distance <laughs> you should just you know you know i never said don't worry about long distance i think don't worry about long distance yes i said do it but like ask him but you were just making the case that you should just kind of live out your it 20s and find like yourself. It just sounds like to me she's got a very harmless crush on a guy that she kind of liked in high school who might kind of like her back. This is by no means someone well, that she, she is... Well, clearly she likes him well enough to be writing us Yeah, of course. Us. And I make so, that argument all the time. And I will say that I'm making this argument solely to see the other side of this as well. <laughs> but I just think as going into Taylor, college... And I went into college. I went into my freshman year of college in a relationship with someone that I did in high school. I don't regret it by any means, but it definitely... is. It, you go to college to experience new things and have fun with friends and meet as many new people as you possibly can and maybe get an education as well while you're there. Obviously. And it, I don't know. I just think that it sounds like it's a harmless of enough of a crush to not 
lose sleep over it if it doesn't amount to anything, which it sounds like it might not. There are so, high school sweethearts, you know. I was about to say, uh-huh. what would you what would you say to high school sweethearts? Nah, I've never heard of that before. What's that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, high school sweethearts are fine too. That's but they were sweethearts in high school. This girl is a senior in high school. She took a gardening class and met a guy and has a small crush on him. And now he might have a crush on her back. Yo, They're not high school sweethearts. No, take the shot, but don't invest too much into it. Is what I'm saying. But I don't think no she's saying that. Investing. I think yeah. she just wants to know where no, his head is at. You guys are all like they're getting married. No, I did not no. say that. I said I don't said, be concerned about the boot camp. If it goes that far, then let the chips right. fall where That's they may. The yeah. Don't worry exactly. about that right Taylor, now. Taylor, forget about this guy. No, Taylor, just ask him. I would just ask him just to see where sure, he is. Okay, yes, ask him and make your feelings clear without any intentions. Yes, exactly. That's all we're saying. We're, 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 we're just saying the same thing. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more, and then we got to wrap it up. Ariel, I met my boyfriend in our college gym back in September. Started off as friends, ended up sleeping together. Afterwards, I asked him if this is a, is a one-time thing or what. He said, no, I'm into this. Let's see where it goes. However, that's when everything seemed to flip for him in his life. He got kicked out of school because of poor grades. He had to move back with his parents in Nevada. He's 27 and pursuing his undergrad. I'm 24 and in my second year of grad school. He visited once a week in the beginning, but then ghosted three weeks in. And when he finally returned my text, he said he was depressed. Kind of get that. Anyway, he ended Mm -hmm. up finding an internship for the summer seven hours away from me. He agreed he needed to work on his communication if we were going to make this happen. He left at the end of March and is visiting in June, but won't be done with his internship until August. Communication, still real bad. We talk maybe once a week, if at all. He blames it on being busy with work, but I truly believe if we make, we, that we make time for those we want to, so it's all BS to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Should I end mm-hmm. things now or wait for him to turn and actually try to date and not be long distance? I like him, but it's tough without communication. Ariel. Oh, Ariel. I will always say this. The person that you're meant to... <laughs> Very so I know, I'm like trying to think. <laughs> the power so, of the pause. What is it? <laughs> it's supposed to be easy. When you first start, you know, when you date someone, it should be easy. I mean, of course, yes. like the, the relationship would naturally take like its course of like, you know, having ups and downs and stuff. But <clears throat> if a person is into you, they will do whatever it takes to make it work, especially if they're having a hard time. And I always say this, when you're dating someone, it shouldn't be, how is this going to affect me? It's, it's how is it going to affect us? us and I, agree. I see that you've adopted that mentality and I'm not sure if he has entirely. And granted, I mean, like, it seems like he is going through a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um, here's the thing. Yeah, I, I I can totally empathize with a guy that doesn't feel like maybe he's good enough for a girl mm-hmm. like this, and that's mm-hmm. why he's probably pushing her away. That's probably accurate. Yeah. But what he needs to do is, if he really likes you, Ariel, is he'll put his insecurities and doubts to the side if he thinks that you're the most important person right now, and obviously he doesn't view that. And so I think right now the best thing would probably be to cut off communication for the simple fact that he needs to focus on himself, and you never know where the world will take you. Or like if you know you guys meet up however long from now, and maybe he's in a better place and okay, but right now it just seems that he's not in a good place, and that's putting you in a bad place yeah. with him because he's not doing what's best for you guys. He's kind of doing what's best for himself right now, which is okay if he's in a bad place. Having said that, I think for you it's best if you cut off communication. And I think Vanessa said something last week along the lines of, Girl, you don't got to wait for no man. <laughs> Did I say it exactly like that? Yep. And it's not okay. even, but here's the thing about... and all. But here's the thing about waiting, too, is that I, I think um, you should never wait for anybody. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do I describe this? Most destructive word in a relationship. I know, but, never but, mind. Yeah. Move on, let's just... Look, bottom line, she's not top of mind with him right now. Well, he's Doesn't got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on, that's that. fine. 
But yeah, maybe so, the timing's wrong. So on what's it. the advice? Do we suggest that they just kind of fizzle their communication or do we suggest to her that she tells him that they should just stop talking? I That's think what she, I think. I think she should tell him to stop talking. I think she I agree take with the you. upper hand and be like, listen, yeah. Buster. Because yeah. it might light a fire under his might. ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he, it's nah. either going to go one of two ways. I know, even if it does light a fire, fire under his butt, I still think she should just... So what if he starts texting her all the day and starts going to visit her all the time and then really starts and then starts bettering his own life because he wants to have this work? Sure, he'll do that until he gets her back to where he wants her and then he'll do exactly what he's done right now and continue to ghost her. So you're saying that if he does start showcasing signs, what if like this goes on for like two months and he starts really putting more effort and time into the relationship? You still say like, nope. I think I think the issue with this is once he realized what where they were and once he realized that he had her, he started fading away in his communication and started getting lackadaisical with it. And then once she says him that she that he no longer has her, then he'll light a fire under his butt, reignite him to to get her back. And then and once he gets back her back, he'll pattern. so what you're saying pattern. is that people don't deserve second chances. I'm not saying that at all. So what are I you think- saying? I'm just saying that this guy. I'm to interrupt you. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm so interested. <laughs> okay, keep going. I'm saying that this guy. Sounds like people that I know that have done something similar to this. It's mm-hmm. not saying that people don't deserve second chances because that's absolutely not true. Everyone mm-hmm. deserves a second chance. But I just think that maybe he's at a place in his life where a relationship isn't a priority for him. And because of that, he'll get stuck in the cycle. Yeah. My concern is that they've been dating for a while, September of last year, and he ghosted her for three weeks. That's. I totally agree. That's why I think they not... should cut it off. Yeah. I don't foresee this guy really putting effort in. But what I'm saying is if he starts showcasing more effort, like that's. I mean, I don't know. That's a very I'm, gray area whether you shut the door completely. I'm an opti- like I'm very optimistic in a relationship. I like to try everything possible before I say goodbye. So Ariel, my advice is if you feel like you've done and said everything that you needed to say and do in order to make this relationship a successful one and you're still unhappy, then it might be time for you to try something different. I'm trying to be more edgy and opinionated. I'm telling Ariel <laughs> what she needs to do is text him don't even give him the decency of a phone call yeah. tell him that no. she's no longer tell him that she's no longer interested in having conversations with him no longer Meet interested in pursuing person. anything call with him. him block his phone number oh my god block him on wow. instagram and facebook and everything all of that stuff and then move on and find someone maybe in your graduate program with you and by the way i wanted to talk this is off off topic entirely but i didn't get a, a chance to work it in organically into the conversation earlier <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> love it what? facebook had just announced this morning that they are uh unrolling a, a dating um, not an application, but like a dating forum for their website as well. Interesting. So, so it's going to be like Facebook, Tinder, boom-esque thing. It's going to be interesting. And maybe we can talk about that next week. But wow. that'll do it for this week. Um, thank you so much for being in studio again, both Jared and Vanessa. Thanks, I love that Jared's been, you. Like, I think we had a, a listener email earlier saying mm-hmm. how grateful we are to have her have him in studio every single week. And nah, I'm the same I'm exact way. Are you kidding me? And Vanessa, two weeks in a row. Yeah. Sign this girl on. She's killing it. Um, we hope to make this a common thing. I hope so. It seems like you know. It, it, I I like the flow of it. I'm just gonna come right out and say it. I'm liking the synergy. The I synergy like the flow. is there. Um. So again, big thank you to you guys. Big thank you to Tiffany and Caleb, of course, um, who are back in the back room behind us right now. They're not really paying attention, but they're beautiful people. They're doing an incredible really thing. Um, be sure to check out their website www.thegwed.com. T H E G W E D dot com. Uh, the greatest wedding ever donated is what it stands for. Big thank you to Tammy Pickle at EliteConnections.com. Um, if you have the funding available and you're really serious about getting uh, into a relationship, check her out. Big thank you to Sherry's Berries. They're delicious. They're nutritious. Everyone loves chocolate. You get a whole bunch of berries. 
But, so many berries. Your so mom will love it. Your mom will love them. Uh, big thank you to Qdoba for bringing us lunch today. It was amazing. I had some uh, barbacoa. And oh my God, that was beans. amazing. Ooh, that was really good. Uh, this was a fun episode. I really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. This has been Dean. Jared. Vanessa. And maybe next week... We'll all suck a little bit less. At follow <laughs> Help, I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs>